Welcome back to an episode of your favorite podcast, Smoothie in the Bowl. That's not true. It's it's 100% true because I know none of our listeners listen to any other podcast. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But one of your favorite podcasts, Smoothie in the Bib. How you doing, Brian? I'm hot. It's a hot day here in New York. I'm feeling validated after the free agency moves. And uh, how are you? It's uh, How's the game? It's equally humid Washington, D.C. I stayed for two innings and skidd- skedaddled on home. Two innings? Why? Bro, it's like 100 degrees, and they're playing the Royals. It was 4 nothing in the second inning. There was nothing to watch. Y'all got money, money. I didn't pay for it. It was free tickets. But okay. that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah. we're back with another podcast. So last episode, we had our free agency preview, and now we have our free agency review. Oh, wow. That was nice. that was nice, but uh, no. Alrighty, this honestly could have been one of the biggest weeks in NBA history. You didn't tell them who you were. He's so excited. Uh, uh they know who I am. I'm, You're smoothie. I'm Bib, and I'm Michael Charles. Okay, but yeah, you knew that already. So, without further ado, our free agency review. Like I was saying. A big week in the NBA. I don't even know which move to start with, so I'm just going to let Brian uh, go for it, and I'll follow him up. Right. Okay. That's – that's no, we should never do that again. Anyway, um, got to start with the Knicks and the Nets. Of course for, we have to. <laughs> no, okay. I don't have – I'm not going to rub salt in the wounds of Knicks fans. I don't, I don't care to do that. I just want to feel validated after Michael – screamed at me on snapchat and instagram and facetime and this podcast which is run through zencaster on all all forms of platforms that there's no reason that anyone would go to the nets over the knicks da 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 da, da and this that and the third and i was simply made the argument that, you know it's possible don't rule them out yet that's I all i was saying i never said it wasn't possible okay. i was just very confident that the other <laughs> allures that i thought existed would yeah. reign supreme and okay. apparently they don't exist at all at all yeah that was it was an interesting day to say the least to have the them cover the knicks while the nets were the big winners it was great but it comes with the territory i suppose i how, mean how did you take it from a as a very logical fan i'm sure you didn't take it too harshly did you um so i was taking a nap when it happened i heard my phone vibrate i i saw the alert and i i rolled back over no oh. um i was sad for a few minutes because it was just very unexpected but i really got over it rather quickly like frankly the move itself wasn't really what bothered me it was just more dealing with the media pushback from all angles but at this point like i've learned that you know how I feel about this subject that no matter what, there's going to be a negative twist on it. And I just have to learn to deal with it because I know the reality, but yeah, so I, I was fine with it. I like what they did afterwards. Um, I have no, they f- kept a lot of their pieces. I thought they were going to have to gut, gut more and even keeping the, De- and then adding Deandre. That was, that was quite interesting. I mean, yeah, they, they did a good job that Deandre contract is not a great one, but they had to do what they had to do to get, KD and Kyrie there, so that's just a byproduct of it. That contract in a few years might be a tough one because he didn't produce at that high of a level last year to maybe validate that contract. But I mean, if that's what you have to do to get KD and Kyrie, you do it for sure. Did um, you did you feel that there was any? I don't want to say incompetence. That's the word that the media likes to use. What any any mistakes made by the Knicks in their in their pursuit of Kevin Durant? This is okay. And then before you answer, I just want to say I I hope this is the last time we talk about the Knicks, and because they're irrelevant. And I'm I think that's what Michael <laughs> I think that's what Michael wants because he hates the relevancy that they have. So I hope they remain irrelevant. I hope they're the Charlotte Bobcats. Yes, I hope they're the Bobcats. I hope no one talks about them, and then you'll be happy. Hopefully, I don't know. Go on. I don't think so, but we'll we'll check back. Remember this. Love the day. Seven six. To quickly address the first point by Brian, the second point actually, um, the New York Knicks will never be relevant because will never be irrelevant. Irrelevant because even in their this apparently their worst moments and apparently the 
the the terrible day that was that uh what was it june 30th no one was talking about what the nets did they're talking about what the Knicks didn't do which speaks all about speaks volumes about the dynamic in new york city so that's all i have to say on that subject um regard to the Knicks, I disagree but i'll let you move on continue cool regarding um the incompetence or lack thereof of competence of the new york knicks um I don't think they did really anything wrong in this process. I think that they put themselves in a position to even be on this in that space to even be considered. Um, but I just think it proves that eventually you can't rely on the allure for forever because it's fading quickly, and you have to put a a good product on the court to even entice free agents a little bit. So I think that's what they learned from it. But I don't think they did anything wrong in their process. Um. Yeah, that's fair. I still think you got to offer KD the max. That's me personally. They did. I don't understand. I don't or, just, What was? Oh, whatever. I don't know. Those bunch of quotes or misquotes or whatever. Right. Because so, Woj reported that that wasn't what happened. In case that wasn't the case, that that message was never related to KD's camp. The Knicks didn't really even have that discussion internally of not giving him the max. But it was at the point where, because of Kyrie's decision and Kawhi's lack of interest in playing in New York that the only like that Katie wasn't really considering them anymore at that point because he wanted to play with somebody else especially coming off his injury so they didn't even end end up offering a contract but it's because he wasn't being considered so they took what happened and they spun it in that way to make it seem like it was Dolan but that's I heard they had I thought they had sources but this is this is a much deeper conversation which we've had off air which is about how the media frames things and flips things, but that that's a perfect segue into. Uh, it is ninety nine percent that Kawhi Leonard is going to the Lakers. He's not. He's not on the Lakers, Mike. I I just the media is wrong often. It it's honestly shocking how this whole week it was the Clippers have faded off the table. It was it was Raptors or Lakers, and people were just trying to figure out who fifty fifty the whole way. And then I'm laying here last night, and all of a sudden, Kawhi signs with the Clippers. And it was just like, like what were they reporting or thinking this whole entire week? Uh, they they went by their sources. Their sources are just often wrong. I just don't uh, – just I don't think it's malicious. I think they're just wrong <laughs> a lot. They're going by this guy who they heard who's, I don't know, the assistant to this guy or whatever. So – I think that's why so many things come out wrong but there's a lot to break down in that trade and or you didn't even talk about the trade you talk about the Kawhi signing which is going to be linked to the trade of Paul George of course all right and to go back to the media subject um Kawhi was just reports came out of Kawhi's camp that it was just laughable <laughs> all the links they're throwing out there and that Kawhi was just back behind the scenes like literally just laughing it off like at all these predictions they're making that were completely inaccurate and like I think what we saw was that as the week went on, like people were rushing to see what he was going to do and what he was thinking. But it was clear that like something was – he was scheming something because if he was to stay in Toronto, he would have just came out and did it, you know, or vice versa with the Lakers. But it was clear like something something was going on. But like no one could really figure out what it was. Like he was having secret meetings with Paul George in L.A., like all these things behind the scenes and just kept it so close to the vest that it was literally a bombshell on the NBA. It's crazy. Shout out to Skip Bayless for protect, for project, predicting, I said predicting, predicting it because he, I think it was just more, mostly Kawhi hate and LeBron hate, but he did say the Clippers are in it. Jerry West is still in it. And Jerry West, the former Laker, uh, made it happen. I, okay, can I can I say something from my Lakers bias point of view? How come there was no leaks from OKC about Paul George to drum up interest? Nothing. There was what nothing. They 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 were talking to uh, OKC. Or what OKC was talking with the Toronto and with the Clippers, right? right? To see who they trade Paul George to, and they didn't think to leak any of that to the league. Any see if they got any other offers the way that the Pelicans did in the AD trade. I'm hurt. What They're conspiring against the My Lakers. That's all I'm saying. That's not at all true because the I Lakers have, so. have nothing to give. <laughs> if no, you wanted... not, the, not the Lakers would have made the trade. I'm talking about the rest of the league. Oh, Could I mean. Anybody else in the league had made something happen. Just 
they there was nothing about the Paul. Did you did anybody hear anything about Paul George or am I just I don't remember seeing anything about that, but out of nowhere. So I just don't think any other teams were in the position to give up a historic number of first round picks to go after him like that. Like I don't think that I don't think many teams are incentivized to make that like a power move like that. It's just that you still put it out there though. No? Then you you put it out there. Maybe you get a three team, a two team, a four team thing. You never know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I assume there would be one leak or something. They kept it airtight. And I know Jerry West and how the Clippers are organized. I expected from them. But I didn't expect OKC to do that, especially when they're, they were so willing to give up Paul. Not so willing, but they just gave up Paul George. Didn't even look around the league. Shocked me. But, you know, what ifs. I, go on. I don't think they were going to trade him. Like they didn't they didn't willingly trade him. Like he had that conversation with Kawhi and he asked out and at that point you're getting what five five first round picks. Like you can't really turn that down at that point. Uh yeah, they were they were battling between two teams. I just think I expected I expected them to go more. I wanted I would have I would have asked for a bidding more personally. But because once the Clippers are offering you three, four, five picks, you know they're in it for for the long haul. So they're not there. That interest isn't going to leave. So I would have, me personally, as a commentator, what couch commentator, I would, I, I would have wanted to see the league, what, what the league had to say. But maybe that's just me. And I'm, an even more interesting thing, oh, um, no, was that on. was that apparently Sam Presti, who's the GM of the Thunder, offered. Toronto, Westbrook, and and Paul George in a package centered around Siakam and Masai Ujiri turned that down, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I would like to see what that package would have looked like, but I feel like that's a move that if that means you get Kawhi too, like that's a move you should definitely make. That's a, that's really difficult though. <laughs> Pascal has a lot of potential, and it, I. I don't know. Just the rumors and stuff you're seeing. It was what Siakam, Van Vliet, and and picks. So like, I'm sure they were offering. They they wanted a lot. If you look at what the Clippers gave up, it was a lot. So, right. But the Clippers give up a lot of in terms of picks. Shea Gilgeous Alexander is a good, a solid player, and Gallinari just an expiring contract. Like Siakam has potential, of course, but Fred Van Vliet is nothing special. And Siakam, wow, you really hate Fred Van Vliet. No, I don't hate Fred Van Vliet. He just, <laughs> like he does what? Like he has a few good moments in a, in a in a playoff series, and everyone wants to like crown him. Like he's not. Yes, no. That's how it goes. No, he's not. He's not that good. Okay, my bad. He's, he's a decent backup point guard. I mean, if you say so, boss. I don't know. I like. I like everybody. I like me some Fred Van Vliet personally. I mean, he's no Alex Caruso, but no. <laughs> Continue. I just, think if, I just think if you're basing a trade package around Fred Van Fleet, you have bigger and Siakam. Right, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, so now we have the. Wait, two- how did you when with with the uh, Lake when the Lakers gave up all those picks for AD? You you said there was a lot. So did you, or they gave up what they gave up for for for, for AD? So how did you feel about what the Clippers gave up? Um, I think, I don't know. They're very similar because you have to trade yeah. those picks for um AD to fit LeBron's window. But I think, I don't know. I think the Clippers gave up less overall because, what, it was four picks versus five picks. But the Lakers gave up a lot more young talent. Plus, it's not like the Lakers already have LeBron James, but by making that trade, the Lakers, the Clippers get either two superstars or none. So it's like puts them in a position where like they kind of have to pull that trigger because if not, Kawhi's going elsewhere. But you know what I'm LeBron, saying? But Le- yeah, I get what you're saying. But LeBron James and nobody is the same thing as zero superstars. That's not so. true. Okay, okay, maybe it's a playoff run, but it's not. It's not anything spectacular. You're not winning a championship with LeBron James alone, so. They had to make the move. To me, I don't know. They to me, they kind of ended up with basically. Well, I don't know. Uh, almost the same thing. I maybe it's Laker bias. I'm taking the Laker duo over their duo, and I think they have a slightly better team. But 
not slightly better. They have a better team. A, but, a, a, a pretty significantly better team. Yeah. I, I mean, let's, let's they're go. They're better. I mean, they have, first of all, then they're, they're starting five right now is looking like Patrick Beverly, lockdown defender. Paul George, lockdown defender. Kawhi yeah. Leonard, lockdown defender. Montrez Harrell, lockdown defender. And Zubak, who can score a lot in the paint. Yeah, they're a great and team. Will they're, the, bench, the Raptors from No, they're better than the Raptors from last year. A little bit, but they're kind of the Raptors from last year. Who Who's better, Paul George or Kyle Lowry? Paul George or Kyle Lowry? I would have gone for Siakam Lowry. That was my comparison in the head, in my head. Siakam and Lowry in the same team. Siakam and George. And the answer is Paul George still. By he's consist- He's more consistent in the regular season. Is he overall? Is he just clearly far and away? He's slightly better, but I don't think slightly that- better than Siakam. Okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me. Siakam has shown how who has shown up in the big moments more. Yes, but who they're the was, same. <laughs> they're the well, same well, in the big well, moments. They're not the same in the same moments because we haven't seen Paul George the opportunity to ride Kawhi's coattails like Siakam did. Is that not fair? That it's fair, but he okay. should, he he should he's if he's that good if he's that much better he shouldn't need to ride the coattails. No, we're, because... we're crowning him as like this incredible he's if he's a superstar as we say then he should he should be able to take over a game he shouldn't have to ride a top three players coattails as you You mean you mean the guy who was third in mvp voting i bet i'm sure paul george yes he had a great regular season and then they lost You, you mean when he had a severe shoulder injury and they have russell west brick on his team Okay. Speaking we're of not, Russell Westbrook, well, no, let's. We're not even. We're, we'll get there. Uh, we use the injury excuses now. I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just saying that you're talking about the fact that he didn't show up in the big moments when he played well with a pretty severely injured shoulder. To the fact that he couldn't lift his arm up. How, and like I don't expect how you I don't expect how you shoot, expect okay. him to shoot a basketball with, with like that. This this is still, not, this goes back to our constant argument of pro- projection over what we've seen. Do right. I anticipate that Paul George is going to be better with Kawhi? Do I anticipate that he's going to be? It, am I admitting that he's a more consistent player than Pascal Siakam? Yes, but in the big moments so far, he's shown me virtually the same thing Siakam has. That's what I, that's my point. I'm just saying that one is in a very small sample size and we're forgetting what Paul George has done prior and even now in big moments. Like prior, even, as in lose to LeBron? Yes, and... yeah, lose to the big three with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, say it like that. Okay. we're gonna, He's he's good. He's better than Siakam. Yes, I he's more he consistent than Siakam. But I don't think these these Clippers are so greatly better than that Raptor team. Are they really? Yes. How? Okay. I'll give you Paul George. Go right. on. Move on. Go on. Lowry and Beverly. Who's better? Okay. No, no. We're not doing position by position. Why are we not doing position by position? Go by best player and then continue down as their best players. Continue down as their best players. So like Kawhi, Kawhi and Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. So Kawhi. <laughs> Paul George is, is Paul George is better than Siakam. Yep. Go. Who's their next best player? I don't know who you want to. You take it. Uh, I, I'll get Kyle Lowry by default. Whoever against whoever. Okay. Then, then who is their next best player? I, I don't know who's the next best player on the Clippers. You tell me. Lou Will? Williams. Is is he that much better than everyone on like than Van Vliet? Uh, yes, yes, he's better than yes, Van Vliet. Yes, yes, he's better than Van Vliet at scoring. Is I mean, he a Van better Fleet. flat out scorer than? Is he a better ice out scorer, ISO scorer than Van Fleet? Yes. He's a better scorer in general than Van Fleet. Sure. He's Off a better the... player in general. Okay, so it's two to two. I guess. <laughs> Keep going. I'm taking Montrez Harrell over Serge Ibaka. Or Paul or Marcus All. Marcus All didn't play well at all in the playoffs. But he played I don't know well if it's... in the finals. I don't know. He had a couple good games in the finals. Uh, I don't know if it's because he's old. Or he just had a bad series, so 
I guess they're comparable. I guess your comparison isn't isn't terrible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're they're better. They're better than the Raptors, but they're not so great like that. Much better than them. They are better than them. I. That's clear, especially with Doc Rivers as a coach. Although Nick Nurse coaches butt off in those play in that playoff run. So, it, am I? Should they be the favorites in the in the? I, this is like jumping all over the place. But should they be the favorites? Yes. But I'm. I still like the field. Personally, field. I mean, over, yeah. I think the Clippers. Yeah. I think we'll get to that in a little bit. We have some win loss projections we can look at. Um. And just talk about our very early predictions, but we'll get to that after free agency. But I think for sure, like they they're definitely in the talk for con- favorites. They're definitely a contender for sure. Um, we just gotta see how the rest of these little roster moves here and there shake out, and then like you can't really you can't really have a solid yeah. You haven't even seen play yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's see what up in in retaliation to that move. What do we have? Boogie Cousins to the Lakers. Did we talk about AD last time? Yeah, yeah, we, we did, did. Obviously, we talked about trading and everything. Of course, yo, you know how long I've been feeding for Boogie on my LA Lakers now. Um, obviously Kawhi uh, or Jerry West or whoever they they really put us in a bit of a bind here by uh, <laughs> waiting until the last possible moment. But I do surprise. There was still a good amount of players. There were some decent players left there for to to go out and get. So who, they signed Quinn Cook. I'm not gonna run on the list. They signed uh, Danny Green. Also, they they got Javale back. They got Rondo back. They got a, a bunch of other roster. They got Boogie Cousins, of course. So they got a lot of good players. With they got a lot of people who know what they're doing, and then they have upside in Boogie. And then with for me personally, thinking that AD and LeBron is the best duo in the league, personally biased, of course. I, mean, I will admit that I'm, I'm biased, but I. I think it's. I don't think they're they're top three, even if they're not the best team, best duo. So for me, I'm personally, I'm pretty happy with what the Lakers have done, especially in the situation of we had to wait for Kawhi. Now go out and make signings. They sign a lot of good pieces, and y'all people still sleeping on Kuzma. That's my guy. So I'm happy with him being our third option personally. So I was happy before that, before free agency even started. So it's a lot of good moves. It's a lot of good moves for me. I mean, from me as a non-Laker fan, yes. Give me the realism. I'm not. I'm not mad at what they did. I think striking out was tough, especially having it be so prolonged, where you can't get those top class of free agents. Um, I think that was a that Danny Green we saw was a kind of a. That's a, a good. That's a good. It's player. a good signing. It's a good signing. Who for did, sure, like but. who do we even really miss out on? We missed out on Seth, which is the guy I really wanted. But who? You know, most of the for for what we could have ended up with, ending up with Rondo and and Quinn Cook and resign Caruso and and get Javale back. That's I'm not hating on anything we've really done. And having a boogie who who played well at times, we'll see how he gets back. If he's willing to come off the bench, I hope he is. Then then the Lakers' defense might be good with Javale and AD down there because you know we can't guard the perimeter at all. But having those two down there, we might be as respectable defensive team uh to me especially in the situation of having Kawhi do that to us hurt my feelings um he i'm happy i'm just happy to be honest i don't know like like with the quinn cook thing i like the quinn cook fit a lot um danny green i like the fit a lot too yeah i just think that at that point they just gave him 15 a lot of yeah a lot of money which, I mean, they have the money, so why not spend it? Then they brought back all the guys from last year who Most know the system. I mean, I mean it's a different it's, system. Right. Yeah, but. assuming it's a similar system. But I don't know. I, I See, the way I was looking at it um, was I think that depending on how you want to run the team, the way I would do it, but they don't pay me millions of dollars to make these decisions, even of though I would argue they should because some of these ab- coaches are absolute clowns. Um Thank you. However, however, the play I would draw up is give it to your best player and get out the way. So the D'Antoni, yeah. the D'Antoni offense. But okay. um, <laughs> um, I would start LeBron at the one, honestly. Oh, Danny Green. He's not going to do that. I know he won't. I know. But I think, like, at this point, LeBron is getting older, and it takes – carrying the offensive load like that is a lot for him, especially if you want to maximize his time left. So 
we are, we already know what LeBron can do as a passer and as a playmaker. So I think that it's it's also hilarious that LeBron does that. Like, nah, don't put me as point guard on the starting sheet. The minute the ball is kicked off, you're on playing point. So why don't you just? Well, I don't understand why he has a beef with that in his head. But whatever, continue. LeBron at the one, who at the two? Danny Green, you said. Kuzma, yeah. AD, and Boogie. And I mean, Boogie? I think I think that'd be a, a very strong offensive unit. Um, yeah, we can't defend the soul though. See the way I look at it, you is might be way. able to go get a bucket, Mike. Uh, I, could, I don't care who's out there. I'm getting a bucket. But oh, <laughs> the point is, the point is, is that I think like Danny Green's a good defender. We know that. AD is a good defender. We know that. Yes. Um, and I think LeBron at that point can guard a point guard well enough, average enough to not be a liability. And then the other two, Kuzma it, and Boogie. Yeah, I don't. Kuzma's a, yeah, he's decent, but he's no, <laughs> he's no great defender. And then Boogie off off rip Achilles injury. I think especially Javale is going to start start this season at the starting center. And we're going to say you know we'll tell Boogie like we're easing you back in, but I think they'll just want to have Javale there because Javale and AD that that's some pain protection right there, especially coming out the season Javale had. Javale was hooping last year. But, I just think uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it all turns out, but I think they had an opportunity to really take some pressure off LeBron and AD with some of their free agency moves, and I feel like they really didn't, which is not their fault because they had to wait for so long for Kawhi. But I just feel like Rob Palenka just said, like, you know what? LeBron, AD, we gave up the franchise for you all, so do something. Y'all got it. Yeah. I, I, hey, man, it's not the best plan, but it ain't bad either. I mean, yes, but they don't—they don't pay—they don't pay GMs millions of dollars to have mediocre plans. Like I could have, but what me and you could have made that same plan. What more did you want him to do, though? I don't like. No, no, no. I'm not saying he did. Like, based on the circumstances, that's the only plan he could have went to. Yeah. So I get it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It was, still don't were, like it. Uh yeah, I I can I if I was looking from the outside I could see how you can be like yeah, that team isn't scaring me that much. But I mean, uh, it's not it's not that I don't like it. Like I think they'll be fine. I just think like for me, like it's similar to how you look at the Knicks. Like the outside looking in, like this big off season is coming up, and they they quote unquote strike out both teams do, but like they did they filled in with solid players to make up for that. So like it's just all matter of perspective. I just think like. They're put in a very tough position where it's like you can't if they're seriously being considered for Kawhi, yeah. like you can't say you can't back out of that. Especially we don't know how serious it was, but like you can't back out of it. Like the Knicks backed out of a meeting with Kawhi, but it's for a whole different reason. Like they're a long shot. Like and if they strike out in free agency and get really nobody, they're just running the same season over again, which they can't afford to do. The Lakers were in a whole different boat, so they were like, especially they're being more seriously considered to wait it out. So it makes sense. It just they were put in a very tough position, especially when they strike out. It's okay. I I like the team. I'm riding with the boys. I'm riding with the boys. I wonder who's going to be the starting point guard though. That's going to be an interesting thing. I see. feel like it'll be Rondo, but I want it to be Quinn Cook. But hey, man, Alex Caruso might beat them out. <laughs> I I really like Alex Caruso. Caruso might beat them out. Um. Cause he's white, with hops. That's why. But um, and bald. Uh, out of left field, uh, two a couple of moves out of left field with what? Uh, Al Horford signing. It's not a max. It's a close to max, right? Yep. With the uh, with Philly, and then Jimmy Butler going to to the Heat out of absolutely nowhere. I uh, really, what's your take on that? I really well with Horford first. I really like what Philly did. Retooling. Uh, Especially when you're losing a uh, Jimmy Butler, and now you get to plug in Josh Richardson at the two, which is a perfect fit, a great three-point shooter and a great defender, perfect three and D kind of player. Alongside Simmons, they bring back Tobias Harris, and now they have Horford, which is the one man who can actually guard Joel Embiid, and he's now on your own team, so he can't guard him, which obviously is really beneficial. I think they have a very strong defensive lineup. I just think that their success is predicated on if Ben Simmons decides to take shooting a jump shot seriously, because that will take the, that will escalate their games tremendously. Um, but Jimmy Butler, I, wait, and uh, Tobias Harris has to step up too. Got a big deal. Someone finally committed to him, right? 
I'm not worried about Tobias Harris, though. I think he'll be fine. I Like, we've seen he's able to score. In that offense, he's just going to be a secondary scorer anyway, which is his perfect role. Yeah, hopefully, but not down the stretch. Down the stretch, him and Embiid are going to be the ones who they're going to rely on to get buckets. So, I'm not. I'm Simmons, not worried about Simmons is standing on the baseline. So, uh, Simmons, I don't even know whether he got a basketball in the fourth quarter of a game. It's <laughs> an absolute joke. If you if you know how many times in the late quarters of a basketball game, I've seen this guy just dribble to the free throw line, throw a shovel pass to JJ Redick, and just hope a fadeaway goes in. Like, That's a good plan. Oh my god, I'm, I really, it's so disappointing if Ben Simmons doesn't come back with a jump shot for another year. But um, on the other side of that trade, where we have Jimmy Butler, honestly, I don't know why he did it. <laughs> um, he wants maybe to be his like, own star. Maybe he's just like living in Miami. Um, I don't know. They'll, they'll make the playoffs. They won't be anything special. They made that trade, trade a white side for who? Uh, Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless. And then Mo Harkless went to the Clippers? Yeah. So Myers Leonard is a solid um, – center stretch the floor a little bit but i don't think they're gonna do anything special down there in miami um i heard they were interested or very high on russell westbrook i don't know yes, what they would was, give up for I was that i'm gonna bring that up uh, oh i don't know God. they have drogic is an drogic drogic is an expiring contract right um i don't know they would have to give up a pick the one of one of those picks that the clips traded are is a miami pick so right. i don't know they'd have to give up a couple picks but i actually really like that fit with uh, Russell Westbrook over there, because you got to do something with the way the East is set up, being pretty open. So I would say you got to go, you got to move something. And then the thing with Westbrook is he's always been the we know he's that alpha guy thing, and then he's gonna be he's always been the man in OKC. They've always just had him on the pedestal. So maybe going to a new franchise where he's not the man, not to mention him and Jimmy Butler might you know fist fight for who's going to have the ball in the fourth quarter. And I think Jimmy wins that. And then, so we'll see those. Maybe in that situation, he'll fit into that role as the secondary player. And he might be more accepting of it. And that that might be really good. Just having those two, those two dogs, as they say, fight it out, that could be interesting. Honestly, like, I'm not a big fan of Russell Westbrook at all. Neither am I. Okay, I you respect him, though. You got to respect the game he plays. I mean, okay, my bad. I, I no, no, no. Hold on. I respect his mentality. Like I respect the way the chip that he plays with. I just think sometimes the chip on his shoulder gets way too big, and it gets into his, his head and gets in his own way. Um, but like that's what fuels him. So you can't take that away from him. Yeah. I just think like he doesn't shoot the ball well. Not at all. He. He's not really a playmaker. He kind of just throws passes in there and why he turns the ball over a lot, which, like, I guess comes with the territory. Like, he hustles getting those rebounds and stuff. He's an okay defender. No, he's no, he's, a, he's better than okay defender. He just plays defense really hard, so he's a pretty solid defender. I just think, like, I don't know. He needs to readapt his game as his athleticism starts to fade because otherwise he's going to become irrelevant in a hurry, which I hope doesn't happen to him because he plays hard and – he has the heart that we'd all like our players to have as fans. It's just putting it all together because he hasn't won. And like, Yeah, but don't don't you think a lot of that would be corrected if he wasn't the main guy? He wasn't the main guy this year, and he corrected yeah. for a lot of the year. And then it, playoff came back and was just back to his old habits. Which yeah, is why that's, not happening, that's not happening with Jimmy Butler. I don't think. I just that just sounds like a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. Like it could go great or it can go absolutely. I mean, terrible. yeah, but you got to make something happen with the East open. And you're you're gonna if you're gonna pay Jimmy, why not? Why not make a run for it? East isn't completely open with with Giannis over there, and obviously Sixers being the favorites and the Celtics being good. But you know, you nobody's so wicked far ahead. So why not? Why don't you go out make a deal? I, what else? What else could they do though? I mean. Who the Heat or the Thunder? Yeah, the Heat. The Thunder. The Thunder have to shut it. I've been screaming for them to blow it up for years, but continue. The Heat. I mean, not the Heat. I have no idea. I just feel like they're stuck in a very weird spot right now. Because with you have Jimmy Butler, you're going to be a perennial five six seed for the next couple of years, and like that's cool, but that's not what Pat Riley is about. Yeah, so he's going to make a move. I mean, nobody. I didn't expect the Paul George move, so maybe he finds something else, but. They were, they were saying also there was interest from the Wolves, I think. Really? Uh, I, I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. 
<laughs> refutable sources yes of course but that when i was just you know going off the dome i said them too so that would be an interesting fit if get them they get wiggins out of there and there's not really a market for Russell westbrook because yeah the, most most good teams have their starting their primary ball handler and i just think he comes in there and you don't know what you're gonna get like he's very volatile he is and like you and his contract is also volatile. It is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the man averaged a triple-double for two two straight years. So was it two or three? Two straight years. I don't know. He He's he's a very good player. Oh, no, he's very good. But he doesn't – his numbers are kind of inflated, and he doesn't result in winning, similar to a one-bearded man in Houston. <laughs> Chris Paul? Like. No, um, you don't like James Harden? No, I don't at all. Oh, why? Um, I think the fact that well, first we can go with the fact that the, the, the wow, the D'Antoni offense literally just inflates ball handlers' numbers, considering the fact that he has one of the highest usage rates in the NBA, and shoots rather inefficiently, and most of his game is predicated on just drawing fouls, which is kind of like ugly in general just to watch, and it takes your teammates out of the game. Hence, why Chris Paul is not allegedly had beef with him whatever about whatever happened. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, we saw in the Warriors series that in big moments, instead of trying to make shots and make plays, he's trying to draw fouls, which I get. Like, that's what got you there. But at the same time, you have to realize that it's the playoffs and refs are going to call the game differently, and you can't just look for flops and try to win your game. When, when like, a playoff series at the free throw line, like – Make a shot, step up. Like it's been three years, and like I'm not counting him out yet. Like there's always it always takes us one run to change a narrative, but it's been three straight years of just seeing him consistently not get the job done. So I think him and Westbrook end up in a similar boat. Yeah, that no, that's a really fair comparison. But they both still have time, and the league is a lot more open now. Do a lot of everyone has been claiming they love this. Do you do you love this sort of what's the word? Pariety? Is that the word? Well, I, that there's I a, uh like a lot of teams can win uh parody parody okay see that's <laughs> that's the that's i mean the Bates college man himself i think it's really interesting um like i saw a list of teams with like two stars um today and it was like at least 12 or 13 teams yeah, the 13th team cool. was the utah jazz with rudy gobert and i said delete this post now because <laughs> <laughs> rudy Boy gobert is a complete clown but the Rudy um, hate continues. Um, I thought I, I don't hate Rudy Gobert. Like he's good, but like people are putting on him a pedestal he doesn't deserve to be on. Any offensive player of the year? Continue. Based on what? We'll, we'll have this conversation later. Continue. Yeah, just by standing there. But um, but yeah, I think I think it makes the NBA a lot more interesting. Uh, I think like I would have seen. I wouldn't have been mad at Kawhi to the Lakers. I know you wouldn't have either. <laughs> But um, I think it makes the NBA a lot more interesting. I think anybody can really win the West. I think that the East comes down to who, like Celtics, Mo- Sixers, Mo- Milwaukee. Yeah. So it's pretty open in the Pacers are good too. Pacers are really good. They may they got Brogdon. Yeah, there's some little Atlanta. there's some little moves we could talk about. All right, Continue. they definitely did. They definitely did a good job. Um, so I think that's gonna be really interesting to watch. And then in the West, you have. Houston, see how they recover. You can never count the Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, Denver's up and coming, Portland. Who do you uh, think makes the misses the playoffs? In the West? Yeah. Oh, before before you say that though, I you you said you like like the the evenness of talent that's spread out. I I kinda like a villain. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I kinda like a big bad villain. Go beat them. Are they going to fall apart this part this year? I kind of like that. Maybe that's just me, and it kills the regular season. Yes, I know it kills the regular season, but yeah. If you are you, I'm sure you'll watch a couple more games now because there's so much things spread out. But you're really going to watch your home team most of the time. So I, I kind of like that storyline of having having the big big baddie to go take down, but. I think, like, I don't know. I just think that there's more legitimate teams, so games mean more. Like, I think, like, you're more excited to see a Lakers-Clippers game than you are to see the Warriors play against whoever just because it's more of, like, a 
a preview of what could actually happen, whereas you knew what the Warriors were going to do. I still think, like, depending, it just, there's still going to be that villain, like, depending on who you support. Like, I think that the Lakers can be a big villain for a lot of people just because how people feel about LeBron and the brand. I think that if you're people who are fans of LeBron, like, the Clippers could be that villain. Um, I don't know, the Sixers and Embiid, like, it just, it's just all perspective, but like I agree, there's no big one team that everyone's against, which I think it makes it more interesting because, like, yeah, you don't have that one big villain, but you have more minor villains, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just all perspective. Yeah. Who's okay? So go back, going back to what you were talking about, the the West, and it's going off how talented everybody is. Who do you think misses the playoffs? Do you know the eight teams that made the playoffs? I don't, but I'm gonna tell you the teams I think will make the playoffs. Okay, and I guess that'll fill it out. Um, sure. In no particular order, of course: Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Warriors, Portland, Denver, Utah, and then I don't know about that last team. Um, am I missing anyone substantial? I don't know. You lost me. The Spurs. Maybe the Spurs. I think like that last spot is going to be like the Spurs, Sacramento, how are, how, Sacramento, and how good are the Mavs? Dallas, Dallas. I was going to say Dallas, especially if KP is healthy. Um, I think like the, the, the last couple. No, Ricky Rubio in Phoenix. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. Continue, continue. It was a joke. I. Did, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I just think, yeah, I just think that last two, three seeds, like we saw like two years ago, it can be very competitive in the West. Um, but I think like the top six are very much solidified, but you never know until you actually you play the, the game. the Warriors are in the top six? Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think Steve Kerr does a great job of, adapt, of adapting. Um, I think he'll get even more out of D'Angelo Russell. Um, I think we'll see a big year from Steph. I really forgot D'Angelo Russell was on that team. That's just insane. for just for a second. Just for I like when I was making all the predictions in my head, totally, totally wiped him out of my head. Continue. There's been I, so many moves. There's been we didn't even mention that. That's insane. Team. Like it, when that when that's going under the radar, you know that the whole season was just insane. But I love to see what how he fits and what they do with him in the future. Um it's just been it's been a crazy been weekend. Mayhem. We didn't even get into the first. Just I think your thoughts is very quick on uh the Bucks maxing out. Uh, is it a max for Middleton? Yeah, I think the Bucks did a good job. Um, I think it, it's tough for them losing Brogdon for and sure. Meritage. 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 To Europe. I for oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that one. That, that one was very confusing. That was to the me. first was like, move, wasn't it? It was one of the first moves. Yeah, I just saw on the bottom confusing. line. Meritage to Barcelona. Huh. Okay. Anyway, I said, what what sport is he playing over there? <laughs> Which one? But um, but yeah, I think they did a good job bringing in resigning Lopez and bringing in the other Lopez. So they have the Lopez duo, and Robin Lopez is still a very solid player. Um, I think they need Middleton. Like they can't let him walk. I think losing Brogdon is gonna hurt. Like the Pacers did a good job there. Pacers are better. Um, but yeah, they did a good job. They did what they had to do. Well, what do you think about the Jazz? Because I love their move. I think the Jazz did a great job. I think that made them a le- very legitimate team in the West. Um, Mike Conley is a huge upgrade over Ricky Rubio. A good defender, a good shot maker. Um, can roll, baby. Bogdanovich fits in perfectly. Now that team has a lot of three point shooting to space the floor, which and they got a superstar. It, they got a young budding superstar. And the thing about what they did was that they have now they have four shooters in their starting lineup if they start Bogdanovich and Ingles together. So you have Gobert as a, a rim runner in your system, but they can't really crash on it too much because you can't really stack off those shooters. So it just opens up a lot of different avenues. Um, I think they'll be a, a legitimate team in the West. I'll take a big step this year, which I'm very excited to see. I want to see how Bull Bull fits in in Denver. Um, Michael Porter didn't play in the summer league, which yeah. is – frustrating to see i want as a fan of the nba to see him play uh the concern with him was always his health but i think he'll he'll figure it out i hope um do you yeah, remember the who the who the nuggets drafted in the first round that's, I, that's a tough axe for you i'm sorry but just because they drafted so well 
in the last two years, then Michael Porter was a big risk when I really felt like they only needed one more piece to really, you know, be a team that's on the brink of something. But I, I just think that there was no one they could have got at 14 last year who could have made a huge difference in their success this year. Mm-hmm. But for the future, because right. he's a big think- risk. He's a big risk, but if he pans out even a little bit, he's a huge plus. So I think, like, at that point, if you're seeing on the board that there's not anyone who can make your team substantially better, like, I think that pick made sense for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, teams who needed production and, like, development sooner, like the Knicks or other teams in that range, like, it just wasn't worth the risk at all. Bowl, bowl now, too. If they're healthy, they're good. They're very good. Um, but yeah, that pretty much sums up the big moves of free agency, I think. Um wait, just double check, keep thinking. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm looking Barnes for what, twenty five mil? Right? Who? Harrison Barnes. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe they gave this guy that much money. Oh, and uh, but, the Hawks picked up what? Chandler Chandler Parsons. That's not even relevant at all. Well, hey man. No, because we were talking about that being that dark horse, dark horse team. So, have if he's healthy and he can score and help them score, especially with those young guys being. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything in three years. He got a big contract for a reason. I don't know. It's a shot. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It was a move. It was a move. Wasn't, wasn't that the same summer that Bismack Biombo got almost twenty million a year? The goat. Uh, okay. And Timofey Mozgov <laughs> and Luol Deng. Okay. Let's let's not talk about those moves. Uh, <laughs> All right. Who's uh? Like uh, also a way too early finals prediction. Right now, right now, Jesus, just off the dome piece. I'm going Philly Clippers. Philly Clippers, okay. Yes, sir. All right, interesting. Uh, do you want mine? Uh, the of course, of course. start of the Lakers three peat. Crazy Lakers, <laughs> Lakers starting their three peat, beating the Celtics in six games. Come on, the Boston Celtics renewing the rivalry. I like yep. it. How, how um, did you watch the summer league? Of course, yeah, I watched the summer, summer league. league game yesterday. I did not watch it. I was playing poker. But continue. Which which game? You mean the next the game? Knicks? Of course. I don't. I don't. That's all I come to you for, Mike. Knicks commentary. I I don't know if you want me to go down that rabbit hole or not, but how? Just how did you feel? Give first. Give me the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Um, I think we saw people. On social media, see Zion's Hyping dunks in the highlights. Right, no, right. Fair enough, because I mean, all his points were on dunks, first of all, which kind of lives up to the hype. But he didn't score in any other way. Um, his jump shot, like water form, doesn't look terrible. It's not quick, and it didn't really go in at all yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think we saw his ability in the pick and roll to get to the like to attack the rim and to get to the front of the rim in general. Um, but he didn't look like himself, like or the Duke version of him yesterday. Like he was just kind of just throwing his weight around at people and kind of just jumping into traffic, which is part of his game. I get it, but he didn't look as elusive as he did at Duke, which is to be expected with high, higher talent around him. But and then he got hurt. He showed he didn't really get hurt. Like he just bumped knees. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, I think who else played good for the Pelicans? Uh. Fred Jackson played really well. He was shooting the lights out. Um, on the Knicks end, I think we saw what we expected, kind of the second-year players who have been there before and were comfortable really just took over and took the charge for the Knicks. Um, okay, I'm, see, Robinson, I'm seeing yeah. more and more of Mitchell Robinson, and he's scaring me. That man, yeah, that he, man is large. <laughs> he, he, he blocked a lot of shots. There was a sequence where he caught a lob, then blocked a Zion three, and then dunked on the other end, which was – Really amazing to watch, especially from the fact that when Zion shot the three, Mitchell Robinson was at the free throw line. No exaggeration. Yeah. Um, we saw Trier play well, but we know how he is just a certified scorer. Um, certified. Who's certified? I him? think. I don't know. He's, like, <laughs> the Mike Charles. He's just one of those players. No, it's not even just me. Like he just people around the league just know that that's what he is. Like, but he's not much more than that. So we want to see him expand. So he kind of just gets the ball and just turns into a vacuum where the ball's not coming back out after he gets it, which is kind of frustrating to watch. Um, we saw RJ struggled four of eighteen. Um, yeah, I just, just saw the stats. Was he really chucking them like that? 
he wasn't chucking them though. Like all of his shots were were within the offense. They weren't anything outlandish. Like there was one or two bad shots where that he could that I wish he would have passed out on, which is to be expected in your first game. Um but they were good shots. Like he made his first three and then he just went cold, but like he was shooting confidently. The shot looked good. They just weren't falling. So I'm not mad at it, especially in summer league. You, as a rookie, you're just supposed to get your shots up. Um, but he looked, he looked capable out there. Um, I just think him and Zion were kind of just, maybe it was nerves. Maybe it was overexcitedness. Like nothing really popped off the page for either of them. Like we saw a little bit from each of them of what they can do, but there's, it looked like there was a lot of jitters there, especially being sold out and the crowd and everything. And then the earthquake um, hit. That was insane. Um, Trier actually dunked on somebody like mid earthquake, which is like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Was the camera? The um, camera wasn't shaking, right? The camera wasn't shaking, but like all the all the lights and stuff, <laughs> all the lights and stuff in the scoreboard were shaking, so they had to postpone the game. Um, but yeah, and before I finish talking about this summer league game, there's one player who's been bullied enough by everyone else that I need to defend. Okay. Go on. His name is Kevin Knox. Oh boy. Let me know. People Let me know. On, people on social media saw the Zion bully this scrawny man to the yep. ground and then dunk it. Yep. Which is very fair because he <laughs> did look like a big baby on that play. But um Knox played actually played if we're being completely serious, like he actually played well. Like last year his biggest flaw was on defense and he actually defended pretty well, especially considering the fact that he was guarding Zion. I think he had two blocks. He looked confident on the offensive end. He knocked down his first three threes consecutively. He just looked a lot. He looked a lot better. Um, I follow like a lot of scouting reports and and NBA scouts on Twitter, and they were just saying how he looked a lot more comfortable and a lot more polished than he did last year, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, that's my analysis of that game. I just think that both of those both of those players. And both of those teams have a lot of growing to do, but it's very early in their seasons. That's fair. That's fair. So have we done it? We've ended basketball talk in under an hour? No, we have not. We have one last thing to touch on. Um, So two quick things. First, I want to just give off a list of remaining free agents who might have an impact. Um, Kelly Oubre. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Jabari Parker. I don't think so. I don't know. Continue. Keep going on your list. I'm realizing that this list is relatively unimpressive. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Jabari Parker. Right. Tyus Jones, Justin Holiday. Oh, yes. Trey Burke. Okay. David Nawaba. <laughs> Vince Carter. Huh? Kem Birch and Jamal Crawford. Um, you forgot. I'm you sorry. Forgot the best one. Who's Carmelo that? Anthony. <laughs> I don't know why he's not on that list, but um, I'm sorry for wasting that, those two minutes of your life. <laughs> no, those, those are some good three D guys. And I, I think I don't know. Maybe I'm wilding out, but I thought Ariza was still available. But there's still a couple of teams, and with so many teams thinking we have a shot, those little free agents are going to make a big difference. So. I just think the Lakers have to also have to stop messing around and just sign Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo wants to play on the bench unit with Rondo yelling at him. I don't care. I think Carmelo <laughs> wants to play basketball. So Nick, sign him up. Give him one last one last hurrah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Do you th- when he's thirty-seven and can't touch a basketball, I'll, I'll give him in there as a pity. Do you think the Knicks but, are going to be the eighth seed? Quick in quick, the East. Yeah, quick thought. <laughs> No. Okay, continue. What's your last time? My, 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 my greater judgment tells me no. My heart tells me yes, okay. but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we will I, see. I will come back to that in maybe like a month into the season to see how everyone meshes. Um, my last thing I was going to talk about in the NBA was just they've come out after free agency and the draft and everything with win projections for each team. I just wanted to go through real quick, and I'm going to say I'm going to give you a team. I'm gonna give you a few teams. I want you to guess their guess how many wins that they were projected at, and we'll see how good you do. Wow, this is I'm scared now. I'm gonna start with your Los Angeles Lakers. My Lakers, forty six. What, bro? That's exactly what they have. Oh, yes, 
that is the only one. Oh only, my god, it's the only one. <laughs> it's, it appears like this guy has done research. No, I haven't. What's research? I just go with my gut. Kevin Durant to the net to the Nets. You know I'm saying. Apparently, my research means absolutely hogwash. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, they're the odds-on favorite. I'm gonna go 49. 49, 48.8. So 49. <laughs> wow. Golden State Warriors. Oh, um, 42. 50, which is crazy. That's wrong. <laughs> but continue. It's wrong. No, those, uh, no, they're not getting 50 wins. Come on. Come on, no. Um, the Sixers. Sixers. Weak Eastern Conference. 50. 49. Okay. You're doing great, Brian. Chicago I'm pulling these pulling these out of my my tail feathers. Uh, twenty two, twenty thirty seven. Oh, my bad. So they have him what eight seed? Yes, yes. Okay. That's fair. Um, I was way off on that one. Wow, Portland. Whoa, forty three. Yep, forty three. How are you doing this? <laughs> Total, this ridiculous. total random guesses. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's let's see. Let's see where the real bias kicks in. The New York Knicks. New York Knicks. How much you got? When did you have guys? Did you guys have last year? Seventeen. Seventeen. They're you're a little bit better. Oh, uh, they'll give them. They'll give them twenty five. Thirty. Okay. All right. Which I'll be, I think uh, I think 30. they'll actually win twenty five. There you go. I think yeah, I'll take it. The Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie. They won how many this year? They were playing with team. Uh, 44. 37. They're better than that. I thought that one was very interesting. I don't know how they calculated 37. Yeah, that's but, that's um, a low number. And then uh, hmm. let me just find a wild card to throw at you and see if you figure it out. Hmm. Who can I pick? The New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> you mean the New Orleans Lakers? Um, this one might shock you. Uh, they probably have them rated highly because they're a very good defensive team, projectedly. Uh, 32. <laughs> a lot higher than that one, Brian. Than 32? Yeah, surprisingly. How much? 47. So they have them winning the NBA championship. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, that's ludicrous, but continue. So just to go, now I'm just going to, we've done all the quizzing. Brian's completely shattered my game. No, and no, done amazing. no, just the contenders. <laughs> if you're not going for a chip, I have no idea how many wins you're going to get. Apparently. So I'm just going to run through to just announce them really quickly, and then we can move on. Um, so in the East, they have Milwaukee, 55, Philly, 49. Boston 47, Toronto 45, Orlando 44, Indiana 43, Miami 39, Chicago 39, Brooklyn 37, Detroit 35, Washington 33. Who made this list? It's from, I think it's based on betting I know, projections. Yeah, but so. What website? I'm just curious. Um, it's on Twitter. I'm not sure. Okay. It's like an actual, it's like an actual thing, but I just don't know where yeah, the okay. actual source is from. Um, Atlanta 31. The Knicks 30. Who's CHO? Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte 28. And Cleveland 25. And then in the West, they have Houston 53. Golden State 51. The Clippers 49. On crack? Denver 49. Utah 47. New Orleans 47. The Lakers 46. And OKC at 44. Then San Antonio 43. Portland 43. Dallas 43, Minnesota 41, Sacramento 34, and then Phoenix and Memphis at 31. Okay. Uh, the, the betters are very positive. Um, so uh, there, there's going to be a lot worse teams in that, but it's a fair list. It's a fair list. But I think, Wow. Brian, look at the time. We've covered the entire NBA in less than an hour for the first time in Smoothie <laughs> the Bib history. Oh, yes. Let's make this a regular occurrence. No, um, no absolutely not. <laughs> uh, what, what else is there to talk about? Well, 
out of out of uh left pitch are you a messy guy or ronaldo guy just 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 out of curiosity i've been a i i've i've been lacking in my soccer knowledge yeah, I know, and watching yeah i know wow that was harsh but uh <laughs> it's like me with basketball I, I, i've always been a messy guy yes he j- i only asked because he was knocked out of the uh copa america as you i don't know if you know but he got knocked out of copa america so he's he's still yet to win an international competition for Argentina, which is why, I, uh, and it alludes to my point why I, I've always been a Ronaldo guy personally, just because I like the way he can score multiple times. And I like the fact that he's done it as a free agent, quote unquote, you know, signing a large deal and going and producing when the pressure's on and he won something for his country. So that was just my opinion c- coming in on the getting at the soccer I... I personally just disagree, frankly. Um, okay. I don't know, because I just think that, <clears throat> especially with Messi, like, I think that Messi, in soccer is a sport where you need everybody to contribute in order to be successful, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like while Argentina has better players at position by position, I think that Portugal has shown a better camaraderie and just plays, plays well together and shows up in the big moments. Like, I think that in big tournaments, like, I've constant con- Wow. Consistently seen Di Maria disappear. I've seen Higuain disappear. I've seen who else? Their I entire bought, defense. Maserano, everybody. Like, they just don't show up when it matters most. And, like, I remember, like, who was it? Uh, in the World Cup, like, a 2010, maybe? 14, I um, think, but continue. Was it Rodrigo Palacio? <laughs> was, was the only one helping Messi with his little rat tail? Like, I, that's ridiculous. Like, you have... Even Aguero, like you have high quality, high class players on that team who who are either hurt or don't show up, and then like fair enough that you put the blame on Messi. Like I understand that, but if you look at Portugal, like yes, like Ronaldo carries the brunt of it, but like I don't know, he his team shows up when it matters. Argentina doesn't do that for Messi. No, but I think they've had enough spare parts that he should have won something over the course of the year. He might have won in the Olympics. I saw that somewhere, but that's like under 23 or whatever. There's like an age limit on it. Uh, Portugal have been so bad without just in terms of quality for them to to win one thing. I think Messi should have been able to win one. That's my whole point. And he's as good as he has been. He's kind of faded in and out in a lot of these competitions. So. That was my thing. I don't disagree. The smoothie and bib fans are baffled right now about what is happening. But uh, <laughs> where is this going? But yeah, uh, and then also the women's world cup is tomorrow. Who do you got? USA versus the Netherlands. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go based on my lack of knowledge. Yes. yes. I'm gonna go with the old. Uh, the Dutch national. Team. Oh wow, he's pulling. He's pulling them out. No, I. I, I uh, U.S. No, I think I. Continue. No, go on. I think no, I think the U.S. will win. Um, I, I think that they've showed consistency and a plan and what they're going to do and how they want to attack opposing teams. We've seen Megan Rapinoe shine. Like Alex Morgan's had her moments. They've just been very solid overall. Um, even in net. That even though that penalty was not well taken, not at all. it was a nice thing. Not at all. But um, I just expect them to continue that consistency throughout and just get through the finish line. As they consistently win everything. But, yeah, that, that's just a, a little bit of footy talk there. And also, uh, uh, I don't – Barcelona is just being doing Barcelona things in the transfer market. That is exaggerating me. And it, it kind of ties into our whole – Big big team versus smaller team, but basically they're just messing around with taking another team's best players, and it's stressing me out, and I don't like them. But I just I just wanted to to wrap this up. We're talking about uh, tonight's a big fight night, if you didn't know, uh, Michael, with uh, Pacquiao's fighting Thurman for a championship. I did see that actually. Yeah, but uh, ah, but that it that is uh, that's a pretty big fight, but it is totally canceled out for me by UFC two thirty nine tonight. If you uh. That's uh John Jones. If you if y'all y'all know who John Jones is, he's uh he's gonna go gotcha. dominate some man named Thiago Santos because he's an insanely good wrestler fighter. Uh, he's scary. Uh, Amanda Nunes is fighting Holly Holm, who is uh mm, 
Amanda Nunes hits hard, and it scares me. There's there's a couple people in uh, UFC who I jump from the screen when they swing, uh, and sh- and that uh the bantamweight champ is one of them, and the heavyweight champ uh, Francis Ngannou. If y'all have not seen that man, he is scary. He uh he does that. I jump from the screen, and also the fight that I think kind of took over the card is uh is Askren and Masvidal. If you're I I don't know if anybody even knows what I'm talking about right now, but Ben Askren is a wrestler. He literally he's the most irritating person ever, but he's also the most he's extremely loved. He literally he's just the incredible wrestler. Goes wrestles people and punches people in the face, and then they lose. And he's fighting some guy who's like had like 45 fights and just is just the people's champ in terms of just he always wants to box and just throw hands and he used to like street fight like kimbo slice style like that used to be him and now they're fighting and they hate each other and i'm gonna watch it as soon as mike lets me go so that's our (laughs) that's our sports it's absolutely ridiculous that people make money by just fighting other girls why is it ridiculous because like it's just like no you gotta be crazy just like no holds barred just go in there and just see who there's holds barred barely (laughs) john jones only loss actually is a disqualification from an elbow he did wrong so there's very weird holds barred but there is holds barred but i don't know i love fighting i love fighting i want to i want to fight somebody that's right i said it i want to box one day i'm gonna (laughs) i will box one day i got two years in my prime because you gotta you gotta have a boxing match before you're 22 you know if if this if this podcast gets a hundred thousand likes, thank you, Michael. Me and, thank you. Me and Brian yeah. will fight live on pay per view in the middle of Henderson Park <laughs> with three, with three cameras and no gloves. Okay, thank you. Yeah, recorded on the camera, my PSP Vita. See who yep. wins. Yep, I'm down. No, I'm down. No, but it was. Um, yeah, that's it for me from uh, all other sports. I mean, honestly, this has turned at this point to a basketball podcast. Yeah, we know. Considering basketball is in season. It's not in season. Not in season at all. The basketball has no days off. Now that the NBA might calm down a little bit. um, You're going to hear Brian talk a lot about stuff nobody cares about. (laughs) And you're going to hear Mike nod and say, "Mm mm-hmm, in the background, because he has no idea what's going on. Like I've done for the first three pods. No. Yeah, thank you guys for joining in. Uh, I'm Brian. Goodbye. Uh, Have a good night, folks, and thanks for listening. Have a good one.